Let me and this is Joe Kelly Radio here. I'm really excited this afternoon as we are inviting a true musical genius, a multi-instrumentalist. He's been a music director. He's played at the Kennedy Center, which he was featured at. And he recently released a great new single called All the Game and a standout video. And he's finding time in the midst of uh, putting out new music to, to talk with us. How you doing, Dante Pope? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good, Mr. Kelly, man. Thank you for the opportunity to, to come speak with you and, you know, connect and tell some stories, man. <laughs> so, so let me, yeah, let me ask you, um, how does it feel to this? Well, we're not out of the COVID era, but it's, it's less than it was a couple of years ago. Getting out there, making music. It's refreshing to see new music and, and a great video. How, how, do you, how do you like it? It's been good. You know, uh, 2020 gave me time to reassess how um, I was operating as a musician, um, educator and advocate and to be able to reemerge after getting some like uninterrupted grounding, if you will, has been one of the best things that could have happened in my, my creative career. Um, well, I've not been diagnosed with ADHD. You know, a lot of my teachers used to say like, man, you're all over the place. <laughs> um, the same way. Exactly. So as an artist, I would say before 2020, I mean, I was just like, it was all art, but it was just too much. It wasn't focused and it was more so an experience for me mm -hmm. um, versus now because I'm just really focused on my own work. I, I kind of play for maybe like one to two artists consistently now versus like as many people as I could get. Um, I'm able to just have more impact now. And I, I really appreciate uh, that time that I, I took to kind of, you know, re re refocus and just like get it together, you know? Yeah. And you, and you stayed close with uh, your musician friends over the years. Well, Felton's on the mm -hmm. track, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wes Felton. Wes Felton. Um, sorry. Yeah, well, he actually he 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 directed the the music video on that track, All the Game. Uh, that's me both rapping and singing. Right, right. And so, uh, but yeah, I've done a lot of a lot of work with him. I mean, he has to date, I think maybe over like forty albums, dude. Like, <laughs> so I really enjoy working with him because you know he 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 went to Carnegie Mellon to act and. Right, right. Um, has kind of like brought that into his his musical artistry and that he's just kind of a very malleable MC. Yeah, um, yeah. But he I would say during 2020, he, he definitely assisted in uh, keeping me focused and that he's always recording something. So I ended up doing a lot of writing um, and, and singing hooks and, you know, featuring rapping on his stuff and helping produce some stuff. So definitely a shout shout out to Wes Felton, man. Yeah. And I'm sure that's inspiring to you to to keep on adding to your discography with all, all your music. Um, exactly. Dante Pope, Dante Pope is with us here on Joe Kelly radio and uh, his new single called all a game. You can get it. You can go right to uh, Dante Pope.com, right? Mm-hmm. Dante Pope.com or go to Spotify and stream it. You know, it's, it's over uh, 150,000 streams now. So, nice. yeah. you know, if more of you all do it, I could probably get $20. So that would be, yeah, right. <laughs> and, you, and you frame and you frame that check on the refrigerator. Exactly, frame it on the refrigerator, you know, and just put also put the equivalent though. Like if this were the '90s and I sold like over 150,000 units, you know, it'd be 
it would be a whole nother ball game, man. <laughs> yeah, but then you could go on tour and have a big budget, and then exactly. the company would say, you owe us money. Exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're an you're an independent artist, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm an yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an independent artist. Yep. Right. So everything your heart and soul is in there, and making all the decisions. Um, now, now going back to all the game, the video. Uh, Wes is from New York City. No, he's from uh, he, he's from Washington D.C. Okay, and you're out in D.C. too, right? I'm I'm in D.C. Yeah, but but from Chicago. I right, just. Right. Uh, you know, the song was about an experience from just, you know, my college days hanging with some family. And so initially I wanted uh, to be able to fly back home mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, shoot on Michigan Avenue. So like all the references would be exactly what the song uh, was talking about. But then I was like, man, that's kind of expensive. And I just yeah. I just want something that's visually cool. Right. And I've been uh, going to Brooklyn for man over the past 10 years performing and mm -hmm. so i just knew some spots that would work i uh, got with my good friend aaron uh, johnson his his company's called cellar door he did all the shooting and uh i partnered with a buddy of mine she owns a, a cigar lounge called blue smoke so that was like the fake club we ran is actually a cigar lounge okay and uh yeah brooklyn just it made the video shoot fun because it's new york you know like right, everything right. was in a complete inconvenience <laughs> right. It was like the whole day came together. It was just like this, just being in that city made everybody appreciate just making some art, man. It was it was a, a crazy day for sure. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I were watching the video the other day, and she, I mean, she loves your music as well. And just seeing the video was like, yeah, you feel refreshing. You see outside, you see the sights in New York, the Brooklyn Bridge, and um, that walkway outside where you start the video and end the video. Um, Domino Park. What's that? Domino Park. Oh, Domino Park. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's really cool out there. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little area. I thought, I think this is, it may be on like the other side of Dumbo. Okay. Like down under like the Manhattan Brooklyn Bridge. But yeah, Domino Park is very beautiful. It was just hard to shoot because, you know, people, it was just so many tourists over there. Right, right. So that that was the literally the last shoot of the day. I think he had to do some coloring to make it look like it was it was still some sunlight in there. But literally, we got down there at like six o'clock before like it would have been too many shadows. Right. And I right. mean, it was just people with cameras. So half the time when we were shooting, there were people like shooting us shooting oh, in my really? shot in my shot. <laughs> so like, it's like yeah. okay how how do i be respectful that you're touring but i'm trying to make some art but like you can't be in the music video man so yeah right <laughs> you could just move over had to rope it off <laughs> yeah but yeah it was definitely a great a great a great time man just to like look over there and uh see manhattan across too kind of like while i was rapping the song i was thinking about the, the movie mo better blues oh yeah with uh spike lee yeah, it was Spike Lee, just like some of the some of that B roll. It's just like, dang, I'm actually doing this in New York. This is right, killer, right. man. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I mean, he's one of my favorite directors. So same, same, yeah. same. And I love yeah. all, all the all the music that goes with this stuff too. It's just you yeah, know, from yeah. his father doing the scoring to Nicholas Payton, you know, all the all those great arrangers, man. It's, it's good music. Oh, Nicholas Payton, he's the trumpeter, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. did. I, I believe he did the the Five Bloods oh, and okay. several other uh, Spike Lee joints. Like he right. he actually like used the escort 
Yeah, Prince uh Prince did a song on uh, Girl Six. Oh man. Yeah, so I mean they were real tight, Prince and uh, Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah. So Dante Pope is with us. D-A-N-T-E-P-O-P-E dot com. People can go there and uh, check out the whole site and, and other tracks from his uh his performances and uh, recordings. All a game is the new single. You can stream it on Spotify and definitely recommend you uh, checking out on YouTube. Uh, All the game. We talked uh, in length about the video. Ask you, you know, your beginnings, you grew up in the windy city in Chicago. Um, Let's talk about when you were a little guy growing up and and how did you get into music and uh, have it as your passion? Um. I mean, according to my family, it just it, it was just always there. You know, my, my grandmother uh, and I stand corrected too is Terrence Blanchard, not not like Nicholas oh, Payton. OK, I got you. I want to be out here misquoting as a musician. That'd be stupid. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, my, my grandmother, you know, uh, from the age of like maybe six months, noticed I was always banging on stuff. So she, she would keep chopsticks around. OK, uh, just so I could play. Uh, but formally, uh, I started playing for my church at three. And then uh, around, you know, seven or eight, I, I began to study. Uh, the, the My grandfather pastored a church for over 50 years on the west side of Chicago, a Baptist church. So like many other musicians uh, that come from the African-American community, I started in church, man. Right, and right. Uh, that's where I was able to kind of explore uh, different sounds and uh, explore the spirit of the moment as that is a high, high, high focus in the. Oh, in yeah, the, I've been I've been to some yeah. of the concerts and. <laughs> yeah. So you, you never know where, where the spirit will take you. So you kind of, you know, you learn early on just to like focus on your music director, be open to the moment and things like that. Um, and then in fifth grade, I got into a music conservatory called the Merritt School of Music. Uh, downtown Chicago, they're feeding to the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra, uh, programs like Interlocking or Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp, some some pretty good programs for uh, youth in the, in the Midwest. And so uh, I was there from fifth grade through high school. So, you know, okay. about good, yeah, 12, 13 years. Did and you soak uh, up any soak up any of the blues. Oh, yeah, man. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) My good buddy is Ronnie Baker Brooks. He's the son of Lonnie Brooks. Man. Yeah. So that was uh, so I had like a a dichotomy of uh, kind of a listening experience because within my home, I couldn't really listen to secular music. But my father's father uh, owned his own barbershop for a number of years. When I would go there to sleep up here on weekends. Right. That's where I got the Chicago blues. He was a big Sonny Stitt fan, so I got my oh, jazz, I got my James Brown, I got, wow. you know, soul music up to like 1970. Right, and then right. after that, it was, he wasn't playing with nothing after that. <laughs> yeah, um, some people are like that. They're like, good music stopped at a certain date, but, you know, you got to hear right. all that good music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with it, yeah, but, man. you know, but that's great stuff. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, man. So, but, so, uh, so yeah. another, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it all it, it all started there. And then I was able to really put it together when I went to college in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a part of a group called the Fist Jubilee Singers. They're a, a group uh, known for singing Negro spirituals. OK, um, they, they actually just won a Grammy last year. Um, but the, the group is a pretty, pretty historic group. And um, 
But down there, I got a chance to professionally kind of dive in because it's it's an industry town where you have a lot of recording studios. Right. Um, and so I was playing like rockabilly, you know, jazz, gospel, soul, funk. Um, and then a lot of your real good uh, cover tracks that people would make uh, right. to remake like a whole album of somebody. I kind of got into those studios. And and that's why I would say the, the, the musicianship was kind of finessed a little bit uh, because you, 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 just, you had to nail it, man. And yeah, uh, yeah that was yeah, that, we that was a lot of fun. We're, we're buddies with you know victor wooten yes sir i've heard of him i would love to meet him <laughs> oh yeah we, you know he's been on the show like six or seven times and and he's from the nashville area and uh, yes sir man when when he's not torn he's always torn but i mean that music scene is just from what i heard is is amazing yeah i mean you you have just you know memphis is right there atlanta isn't too far um you know it's it's, it's country music city man so yeah. You know, everybody that plays that style doesn't play that style only. And I'm talking the studios that they have down there are amazing. I, I remember going to a spot a, a friend of mine was doing. She was doing like PR for Kenny Chesney. So I got a chance to go in one of these big, you know, like expensive studios. And they had like five versions of drum rooms where like wow. one room was like a, a cobblestone background with a wooden floor and an elevated ceiling. Another one just had reverb plates in it with just the craziest setups and i'm like man this is this is recording heaven right here man <laughs> right right yeah so yeah, you were man. you were in nashville for how long uh from 2004 to 2007 and then okay, so for yeah, came, you went to fisk right yeah yeah fisk university okay yeah <laughs> yes sir so then then you were uh, well you were a professional musician but when you were down there in college right mhm mm yeah Yes, sir. Yes, that's that's how I was able to eat. Yeah, right. right. So, <laughs> yes, so uh, we go into Fisk. Did you go there specifically for music, or I did, I did. Um, you know, the, the, the Jubilee Singers in eighteen seventy one uh, left Fisk University to save Fisk University, and that you know the Reconstruction era just happened. Right, uh, right. The education of African Americans was not popular. And so it was underfunded, as it kind of still is now. Right, right. Uh, but they, a group of students, along with some staff, uh, the first stop was in, I believe, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, and they actually made $50. Uh, the money they made went to the Great Chicago Fire. Oh, um, okay. They just they gave it away because they like, read about it and figured they could help. And right, so the big right. break came in that Queen Victoria uh, had them come to Europe and they sang for her and okay. she gave them a hundred thousand dollars, which in turn helped save the university. Wow. Um, that's a great so, story. Yeah, man. So I would say being in that group was real grounding and, um, you know, the, the vocal style was, was crazy. So when I heard of them in high school, I just figured, you know, if I'm going to grow as a vocalist, I need to go check out what they have going on and, you know, it was a good time. I mean, we, you know, we were signed to Curb Records, so it wasn't just a student group. It was like a label group. I toured literally every weekend. I was not on campus. Wow. Like my, my whole freshman year, like Thursday to Monday. You know what I'm saying? We did the Country Music Awards, did the Dove Awards. Uh, our first big gig was um, was uh, like a, a, a country music video shoot. Um, and uh, yeah, we had just a, a lot, a lot of good times. So I was able to like learn 
just the etiquette of, you know, getting up on time for call times. We'd have like a 3 a.m. lobby call, 5 a.m., you know, news channel, vocal thing, go do a master class, maybe have lunch, do a night show, jump on a plane. You know, so just to kind of get that training as an 18, 19 year old, it, it definitely prepared me for like the, the more professional opportunities that call for a lot more. So so what's the uh, age bracket of, of the group? I mean, you were maybe one of the youngest. Yeah, so, I definitely I, I was I was the only freshman that my freshman year, but it's just freshman through senior. So it's it's, okay. it's college students because it's it's crazy while we're doing all that. It's still a class. Right, a yeah. three a three credit class okay. <laughs> so you know we had rehearsals and things like that but uh yeah, it was a, a straight up class that was also a large fundraising arm for the university so when we go out it wasn't for free um, do, uh, do you have reunions to go back for for the group they do have them from time to time graduation is in may typically like may 4th or 5th so uh, okay. every other couple of years they'll do a large kind of regathering of, um, of of the ensembles. I'm very much interested in doing something uh, similar with a lot of the younger Jubilee singers because also most of us weren't even music majors. Like I majored in political science. Uh, some of my other friends were business majors or psych majors, but we could just sing. So we just chose to audition and thank God we were able to read and we, we got in. Um, so I, I want to do something with kind of the, the, the younger members because there are so many things you could do with these, these songs that are still public domain. Yeah, I think one of, at least from, from what I see and hear from you, is one of your strong suits is you, you're so adept at all different kinds of genres. I, I mean, the Buddy Mills tribute was totally different from All the Game and then your Kennedy Center uh, performance and spotlight there with the, your own music in the Motown sound um first first let's talk about the kennedy center which uh we came up and uh how'd you get that together so i uh, was a part of an artist in residency program in 2019 at a performance space called the strathmore and as a part of that residency uh the, uh, the kennedy center performance is like your your last performance as a part of the residency which entails you know meeting with industry professionals from like booking uh agents to you know uh notable indie artists who self-manage and it's just kind of like a crash course on you know having a structured life as well as a business structure as a as an independent artist and so through uh, miss betty scott uh, god god bless her she runs that program i was able to get my my debut show on the millennium stage uh, at the Kennedy Center. And so it's definitely an honor. The, the Millennium Stage, uh, literally, they run, I don't know if it's seven days, six or seven days a week, uh, but there's talent up there for free uh, for, for tourists and, and, and local folks here in Washington, D.C. Uh, at six o'clock, Monday to Friday. Wow. And so uh, just to be included in that is awesome because, you know, you, especially with a venue like that, sometimes it's hard with venues when you are a, a local artist. You don't get the same uh, level of um, intensity of kind of want to be there right. uh, as like people who are touring. And so okay. for, for that, that Millennium stage to be there, man, I'm, I'm one of hundreds of artists from the DMV area that have, you know, gotten the opportunity to be seen there. 
and then that that elevates your you know number one your 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 digital view is they archive that immediately and it's just up there um but also it just gives you the opportunity to be seen on a, on a larger stage so i definitely appreciate that yeah i mean you're you're playing the piano and and your voice incredibly falsetto and also uh what 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 other uh, are you tenor I, I want to say I'm a baritone, but oh, okay. all my all, all my conductors, because of my range with my, okay. my head tone specifically, they always put me a second tenor. Okay. Always put me a second tenor. But then I'd end up singing like first tenor lines, but I, I'm yeah. more comfortable as a baritone. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could you can drop it all, everything in the song and, and you can, uh, you know, you, you know, rapping in the middle of the song, all the game, you do it all in, in that one. So people yes, check it out. Yeah. All the game, Dante Pope is with us, and we're enjoying talking about the, the new projects and revisiting some of the stellar performances from the past. And um, another one I wanted to talk about with your buddies, uh, Wes Felton and Raheem Devon, and uh, a cast of great musicians, was the Tiny Desk at NPR, and you were playing drums and singing as well. That is a standout performance. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're real proud of that one as well. Yes, um, that was at the, the tail end of my my collaboration with him. Uh, and at the time, I was his music director. So I am very proud of that, um, primarily because it's as a as a rhythm section player, especially the drummer. Uh, traditionally, you are not uh, the leader of the band. A lot right. of times the melodic instruments do that. And so being a multi-instrumentalist and being an MD, you know, I'm not just coming with like, hey, this is what the track requires. I'm going to bring some chord progressions, some different transitions uh, based off what I hear. And so it was very humbling to have presented that original idea to that host of characters that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, it was like a lot of pushback because everybody's like, well, how are you going to tell me how to play bass <laughs> or play piano? Oh, yeah. You're the drummer. Yeah. You're the drummer, man. You know, right, but, right. Um, once all those pieces came together, you know, bringing Raquel Brown on, who's uh, she, she was the poet that opened it up and oh, she yeah, did another, yeah, right. another poem before Praying Prayers. Um, I've been working with her for years. She was on the album of Footprints on the Moon, but we hadn't performed with her live ever. And so to have her there and adding uh, my, my good friend, Zachary Cutler, uh, he was like the only white brother up there on acoustic guitar, right. um, killing it, man. He's, he happens to be the music director for the living members of, of the Impressions, Curtis Mayfield's band. Oh, wow. um, and so uh, just to have him up there and to have it fall together in a, a hot, that was the most stressful 15 minutes I think I've ever had in my life. Because <laughs> um, that's all you get, you know what I'm saying? And it's right. like you, you got to fit the, those four songs in there. You got all the staff just cramped in, looking at you. A quick introduction, and it's go time. And um, you know that that was like two years in the making that we've been touring together as a group. And I feel like that that moment was, I would say, hands down, just the, the best we we'd ever sounded. You know, we we always do our job, but. There was some energy there that I feel like watching to this day, I feel something when I watch that that show, you know, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and towards the end, uh, the kneeling and taking the knee and that uh, just so powerful that, you know, mm-hmm. looking that in as well. So let me ask you, uh, you, you mentioned 
you know, the stress of 15 minutes and knocking out four tracks and that's all you got. Because we, we, we used to bring, uh, we, we work at a NPR affiliate in Connecticut, mm. WVOF. And I would bring, I think the most musicians I had there was nine at one time. To and play live? To play live. And the guitarist Whoa. said, well, we had room for three more we could have squeezed in. But it was, um, I always told the drummer, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. You got the worst shake of it because you, <laughs> you have to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> because, is that true with you? Was it like that? Yeah. I mean, for me, the blessing is uh, most of my work as a, as a drummer, if I'm not playing like country folk music with like my biggest touring opportunities was through that genre, country folk music and bluegrass. Okay. But my okay. consistent work is in the straight ahead and the jazz area. So if you're anybody listening, I know, you know, Mr. Kelly, jazz clubs are small, man. Right. And so right. especially on the East Coast. So mm -hmm. there's a certain level of dynamic that I'm just trained to play it already. Right. To be oh, honest, yeah. what right. was harder for me or what was harder was playing louder because drumming is literally like that's serious muscle memory. And mm -hmm. so what happens is, you know, the larger the space, the harder you have to hit, the more winded you get. So when I started that hip hop gig with Raheem and Wes, I had to like really start like bench pressing and doing push ups and running. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. I could play a, a 90 minute show at like a hip hop volume. You know, it's like not easy, man. So at the tiny desk, I, I really felt at home. You know, um, I just didn't want the the vibe to be lost because, you know, if you have any experience with, with, with hip hop, I don't care what dynamic you got to play at that beat still really needs to be felt by the lyricists, right. especially like if it's not felt right, they're going to probably stop the show and like say something to you <laughs> and you yeah, don't want yeah. that. So, um, you know, yeah, you bring so, up that, Oh, go ahead. No, no. I'm, what were no, you going to say? You bring sir? up about the, the physical demands and the muscle memory for the drummer. I was thinking back because, um, uh, Morris Day and the time were buddies with, with all those guys. And we went to see them at BB uh, Kings when it was open in New York city. So we went to the first show and hung out with them in between the sets and jelly bean Johnson, the drummer, and he plays guitar, but uh, he was sitting there soaking wet, you know, sipping a lot of water. And he said, Joe, he said, I'm getting old and this drumming it's, it's so demanding. And he was only 50 years old back then. Yo, so the jelly beans and that's guys. Dude, I'm, what I'm saying is and and it 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 your setup determines the depth of, you know, cuz the thing is like he's a consummate showman. So right. when you go see that show, he'd have that big china symbol to like just yeah, hang right. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of times with those drummers especially from that era because it's a part of the show, if you have your symbols high that's more space that your body's taking up. And if you think about it for the viewer, that's just like, damn, like this dude just, right, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? It just is right. it, bigger. But yeah, I mean, the, those brothers, I always used to wonder like, why are they wearing bandanas and like wrist guards? <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> but yeah, man, and that, yeah, they, they play hard the oh, more yeah, stay oh, in the time. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they started out as a group in the early eighties and they were woodshed in, in the seventies, but they still, they still got it. I mean, mm -hmm. you and you could see when the band, if they ever have a package tour with other, other funk R and B bands, sometimes you're like, mm, 
these guys got old and they're, they might be banged up a little, but at the time they're still kicking it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Dante Pope is with us here, Joe Kelly radio. And uh, let's talk about some upcoming music. Um, after all a game, I'm sure you're working on some new material and what, what are the immediate plans for getting it out there? April 13th, uh, I have a song called Whisper that drops. Um, it'll be on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, and uh, Amazon Music. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of going back to – I've been trying, you know, searching to just have a sound versus a multiple, you know, uh, uh, palette of sounds. Okay. And so I'm kind of going back to my after five music days with this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like more Curtis Mayfield kind of inspired, but I'm using, um, you know, digital like MIDI instruments for for the rhythm. But we got, you know, soulful guitar, some rhythm guitar, bass, organ, Rhodes, a lyricist. And uh, Whisper is a, a straight soul R&B tune. Um, it was supposed to drop during National Women's Month, but I had to wait a little mix on a little, little bit for the for the mix to get tightened up. Uh, but it's a song written to and for women, man. Um, you know, my wife uh, gave birth to our son, our first child last year. Oh, congratulations and, um, to you. Yeah, man. And I, I'm that cliche artist where like something big happens. I don't care if I'm not inspired. I'm going to force myself to write about it. Right, and right. so, um, yeah, the words are, you know, woman, every time I see you, I want you to know I reverence you from head to toe and I worship you for the woman that you are. I'll give my time, understanding, respect. Your humanity deserves nothing less. Your love is all I'm looking for. And that took me like Dude, you know, we, we've known each other since 2013. I wish right. I could have said that when we first met. That would have been smooth as hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, but you got to that point. Yeah, man, got to that point. And so, uh, yeah, this, this song is, you know, really, I just, I, I do want that, that old resemblance of kind of that warmth of music from soul okay. music and you know, I want to see couples like digging on each other, man. You know, listen to this song and, you know, touch their hand real quick. You know, put your hand through their hair. Look them in their eyes. You know, I don't know. Do something that whatever connects you guys, that, that's that's what this song is, is is meant to do. But it's just elevating the, the woman or partner in your life. That's yeah. all it's about. Uh, definitely so that, uplifting. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that drops uh, April 13th starting to you know do a little bit of touring um I, i've been doing some musical theater work since COVID happened you know um theaters happen to be testing people and right. paying well <laughs> so i i just did rent uh from october of last year through this january at that signature theater here in washington and there's a um a, a stevie wonder cabaret that's coming up here so oh, wow. I'll be doing that. And He's the first guy I ever saw in concert, Stevie Wonder. You are so lucky. I've, I've it was a, yet to the see Hotter Than July tour. I'm, I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> that is serious, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward. Hopefully I can, I can sing and play some drums for this one. You know, that would be a lot of fun. I haven't, I haven't sang at any of the cabarets I've played there. And then I'll be doing like a, a string of house shows. I'm not at the point in my mind where I want to present myself at a club yet. 
okay. um, because I'm still searching for new sounds, but I do want to be in front of an audience. So mm-hmm. um, I'll kind of be traveling the country, man, you know, booking some some houses of friends that I have in the industry from New York, Philly, L.A., Chicago. Um, I, I got some folks in Miami. That'd be kind of cool to drop down there. Yeah, but I guess year round, it'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the theme of the show is is uh, the the conversation, and um, I'm, I pride myself on thriving in intimate settings. While I love to, I would love to do stadiums and arenas. You give me a room with like, you know, forty five to like a hundred people. Right. Man, that's I I, I want to look you in your eyes. Um, and so yeah, and, you, the, and you present when you were doing the Kennedy Center, you could, you could see some of the, the stuff that you excel at like that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, I really like connecting with people. So uh, this will be a more intimate show uh, where I'm, I'm exploring my multi instrumental performance. I really haven't done that too much, but the setup is like my MIDI board logic my SPDS with like some drum samples, a microphone and a, a vocal, you know, a vocal box and just okay. kind of see where them and my guitar, you know, kind of see where, where the moment takes us, man. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, got some some other music lined up that that'll be coming out for sure. And um, a I can't say the name yet, but I can say what will be happening. I'll be back at the Kennedy Center. Uh, with a uh, project that I produced and arranged uh, supporting some great folks in music education. Uh, But a children's musical I've worked on will debut at the Kennedy Center uh, for their children's stage this October. And that's going to be a lot of fun as music education has been a space where um, I've been able to just kind of give back to the kids what I got. Being in Chicago, I was around some prolific musicians Mm-hmm. Um, who were local, you know, they, this, this just, you're just that guy that's getting your haircut or you just happen to go to my aunt's church, you know, um, but they were open. So if there was an instrument around, we were playing. Right. Right. And I'm getting, and I'm getting advice licks from like the guy that played on this big album, <laughs> you know, two weeks ago. Right. And so I think, I think kids need more access to that. And uh, I, I'm excited that I've been able to use my, my relationships. You know, I'm a part of the Grammys and uh, I'm on the Grammy board here in Washington, D.C. And um, as a board member, you do a lot more of the advocacy and community based work for the organization. And so having having the opportunity to um, bring that level of excellence to kids uh, all over, but especially in communities where they may not even have music programs. Um, really is, is really, really rewarding, man. So uh, that that's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I'll just be writing after that. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you got to hook up with your uh, Grammy board member, Dante Pope. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. So I got, I got to thank you, Dante. It's been really nice talking with you and excited for the upcoming release. Whisper coming out April 13th. And yes, sir. All the game, the video and song, just incredible. And, you know, just if you want to see what Dante Pope's about live, just type Dante Pope YouTube or go to his site and uh, listen to the music and check out the videos. And congratulations to you, you and your wife on, on the newborn. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So uh, we're going to play some more music right now from Dante Pope here on Joe Kelly Radio. Thanks again, brother. Thank you.